We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. One person dead after a house fire in West Wichita. We have the story. Congress is looking at another funding deadline. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. The Wichita City Council will have plenty to discuss Tuesday at their regular meeting. A look at the agenda is coming up. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Dan Holiday. Dense fog and patchy drizzle will start the week across Wichita and south-central Kansas, but thunderstorms may roll in later on tonight. Our complete forecast here in just a few minutes. Investigators have not released the name of the man who died after a house fire in West Wichita, nor have they mentioned a cause for the fire or a damage estimate. It happened Friday night in the 1200 block of North Wilbur Lane. First responders found the man unresponsive on the main floor of the home. He was taken to the Ascension Via Christi St. Francis Burn Center, where he died from his injuries. Fire officials say the majority of the blaze was contained to the home's basement, but smoke damage was prevalent throughout the home. Congress has until week's end to prevent a government shutdown. Congressional negotiators are said to still be far apart on top-line numbers for defense and non-defense spending, with a funding deadline expiring Friday night. Lawmakers from both parties are still hopeful of reaching an agreement on an omnibus, a package of spending bills funding the federal government through the fiscal year. But as time runs short, a short-term option may be needed, extending current funding for a few more days, weeks, or even months, something Pentagon leaders are warning against. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The Wichita City Council is expected to approve the sale of the Wichita Wind Surge to Diamond Baseball Holdings, LLC. This is one of eight new items of business that the council will take on at their Tuesday meeting. The council will discuss approving an agreement with the Public Policy and Management Center at Wichita State to develop administrative support functions to fully implement a city council code of ethics policy. The council is also expected to approve year-end budget adjustments, a contract renewal with Visit Wichita, and a project for 2023 that will make enhancements to some city parks. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Wesley Medical Center will begin restricting patient visitation starting today. That's prompted by the continued increase of respiratory infections here in the community. Patients will be allowed just two visitors at a time during visiting hours, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. No children under the age of 12 allowed. However, one parent or guardian will be allowed overnight for pediatric 
the neonatal intensive care unit, and neonatal special care unit patients. All visitors must continue to wear masks. History took place in Los Angeles Sunday as the new mayor was sworn in. Tomorrow morning, I will start my first day as mayor at the city's emergency operations centers, where my first act as mayor will be to declare a state of emergency on homelessness. Karen Bass, the first woman of color to serve as mayor of Los Angeles, sworn in by Kamala Harris, the first woman of color to serve as vice president at City Hall in Los Angeles Sunday. And I will faithfully discharge the duties of the office of mayor. Of the office of mayor. According to my best ability. According to my best ability. Madam Mayor. (laughs) Bass has pledged to immediately address the city's homelessness crisis by declaring a state of emergency on day one. The six-term congresswoman succeeds term-limited Mayor Eric Garcetti, who served as mayor since 2013. Bass defeated developer Rick Caruso in an expensive and at times contentious race. Ted Linder, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. We'll check in on the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday, see things, see how things went out in Denver. It'll be coming up in sports. A dog and her handler with Sedgwick County Emergency Management found a missing child Friday night. That story and more coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. 7.08 now, 8 minutes past 7 o'clock. A dog and her handler with Sedgwick County Emergency Management found a missing child Friday night. The Mulvane Fire Rescue says they were asked to assist the Sumner County Sheriff in locating a missing child in the rural portion of their fire district. While Mulvane first responders circulated the area on the ground, Sumner County deputies searched the area from the air by using a drone. Mulvane Fire Rescue says a request was then made to the Sedgwick County Emergency Management for their canine search and rescue team to respond. Maple and her handler, Edie Wiley, located the child in a tree row a short distance from her home. Convicted criminals among those illegally crossing the southern border as Title 42 nears its end. Fox's Bill Malugin with more from La Jolla, Texas. A convicted child molester who was arrested by Border Patrol after he crossed illegally near San Miguel, Arizona. He is a Guatemalan national uh, named Honorio Perez. He was previously convicted of aggravated child molestation in the state of Georgia in 2013. Thankfully, agents were able to catch him after he tried crossing illegally. Last month alone, more than 70,000 stunning numbers for a single month as more and more agents than ever before are pulled off of frontline patrol duty to do processing and paperwork with these large groups turning themselves in. And drugs are also coming across the border with 211,000 fentanyl pills recently seized crossing the border in Arizona. There has been a surge in the crime called mailbox fishing. Fox's Eric Sean has the story. Criminals who engage in what's called mailbox fishing. One New Yorker confronted a man who was allegedly mailbox fishing by apparently slipping his belt, coated with sticky stuff, through the narrow mailbox slot. All in an attempt, it seems, to pull out the envelopes. The NYPD has plastered signs on some mailboxes warning people about the trend. Earlier this year, New York City police busted a ring believed responsible for stealing more than $100,000 worth of checks from mailboxes. Isabel Vincent 
told us two checks she once mailed were fished out of a box, altered, and cashed for more than $1,500. In Santa Monica, California, boxes were brazenly bashed in to steal mail. The U.S. Postal Service says mailbox phishing is a problem across the nation. KNSS News Time now, 7 11. 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. Fog, once again, an issue out there. Visibility uh, could be a problem. Visibility at the Eisenhower National Airport, just one half mile. It's going to be thicker in some places. So be careful out there. Make sure to keep those low beams on this morning. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Now the KSN Storm Trackers forecast with Kansas Today Meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Good morning, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Steve and Ted. How's your Monday morning going? Pretty good. Good. Misty. Misty, babe. Foggy. Yeah. We, we have another one of those dynamic systems rolling through. Right now, uh, what's happening, we're, we're getting a lot of the low-level moisture getting pumped into the area. Uh, the front, not expected to arrive until we uh, get to the latter part of our Tuesday. And there's going to be a lot that's happening between now and then. Of course, uh, the fog, the mist, the drizzle this morning could have a few light rain showers around all the way into the afternoon. But then by later on this evening and tonight, we actually expect a few thunderstorms to develop, and some of which we'll just have to keep an eye on as they could generate some gusty winds and possibly some uh, some small hail as well. So despite it being in the middle of December, today's the 12th, of course, we know that Mother Nature does not discriminate. If conditions are there for thunderstorms, then that's going to be a possibility, and that's the setup that we're going to see as this next system approaches. Now, temperature-wise, uh, some gusty south winds. Winds aren't too bad right now, but they'll, they'll pick up a little bit more as we go through the next 24 hours or so. And even though things are going to be gusty out there at times, those south winds actually helping us out this morning Despite that moisture, we're safely above freezing in the 40s out there, so not expecting any icy slick spots or no freezing fog, nothing like that. And then we'll be, we'll be above average in the 50s with a high 52 later on this afternoon. Now, by tonight, that chance of rain really going to jump up to a likelihood with those skies staying cloudy as well. A southerly breeze picking up to 15 to 30 miles an hour, only dropping down to 47. So low, te- uh, low temperatures tonight into early tomorrow morning, not all that bad. It's just going to be a, a damp uh, at times, stormy start to the day by the time we kickstart our Tuesday. Uh, through the day, though, it does look like that rain chance will gradually lessen and lower as a lot of the rain in the region just continues to get kicked off to our east. A cold front, though, going to be moving through the state. Wichita will still be able to get up to 55 degrees, but then by the time we get into Wednesday, dropping all the way down to 42, and we'll, we'll continue to drop from there. Now, the latter part of this forecast, it does look like things are going to be dry after Tuesday with just a mix of clouds and sun. Winds are still going to be pretty gusty all the way through the latter part of the week, though, dropping down from 42 Wednesday down to 38 Thursday, 34 for a high to wrap up the work week on Friday. Once this colder air moves in, it looks like it's going to stick around for a while. We're looking at highs in the middle 30s all the way through next Monday. Right now, 45 degrees with the fog, the mist, the drizzle may slow you down a little bit this morning. Light southeast breeze at 12 miles an hour. 13 days until Christmas. Uh, Ronnell, have you got your Christmas shopping done yet? Mm-hmm. That's right. It's done. What about you? What'd you get me? Oh, man. You've, You've already got... gotten Jeff Herndon his present? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, we're going to send uh, Jeff Herndon a couple of autographed pictures of Steve and Ted. Think you'd like that? 
You know what? I'm not even going to tell him. Let's let's let's, let's have it be a surprise. Let's a keep surprise. it a surprise. Yeah. We'll just add him to the pile. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ronell. That's the uh, KSN Storm Tracker Three forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronell Williams. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS on this Monday, September twelfth, September December twelfth. Cloudy day yesterday across central Kansas. Uh, temperature high temperature was forty four. Normal high forty seven. And both mornings, uh, Saturday and Sunday, Dad got out. We went for a little walk in the in the cloudy mist. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was kind of chilly, but not bad at all. Not bad walking weather. On this date in the year two thousand, George W. Bush became president-elect as a divided U.S. Supreme Court reversed a state court decision for recounts in Florida's contested election. Supreme Court names George Bush president. What was the vote? Was it 5-4 or was it 5-4? Or was it closer or was it further apart? I think it was 5-4. Yeah. So it was that thin. Here's one having a birthday today. Dionne Warwick is 82 today. Of course. Didn't we, we had her here we with had Steve? Her yeah, we interviewed years. her a few years ago. I don't think it was more than, than 2 years ago. Maybe, maybe yeah, it was, last year. But she was funny. She, she was, was great. great. Terrific interview and what a what a voice. One of my favorite stars from back in the Burt Bacharach days, Dionne Warwick, 82 years old today. Well, bless her heart. All right, Ted, I got out and did with my, some of my last, well, not my last minute, but my Christmas shopping. Had a couple of people I needed to buy a couple of items for, and I wound up being on both sides of town. I was clear out of town, town east for a little bit, then I went clear out to uh, 21st in Mays, and I'll tell you something, uh, around 21st in Mays yesterday, what, what do they call that area up there? Uh, New Market Square. New Market Square. It was a zoo. Well, of course it was. I mean. Every I place was all weekend to, long for shopping. Yeah, to get through the intersection, there was a wait through about two or three light cycles just to get you mm-hmm. know over to the store. And a couple of stores I was in, I was down at uh, Downtown Spice Merchant, downtown, and they had two lines of people mm-hmm. lined up to pay the, for their goods going back, I don't know. 15, 12, 15 people deep. There's only two weekends till Christmas. Everybody's out shopping. Yeah. And it was a pretty good day for it. You know, wasn't too cold, wasn't too warm. Just get out and go some, do some shopping. Anyway, I got some good shopping done, and it was it was busy out there. But that's Christmas, right? 717, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. It is sports time with uh, Ted Woodward and the Chiefs kind of fooled around. I thought they were going to fool around and stub their toe yesterday. In Denver. <laughs> well. It, they started out so well. And then, bang, what happened? Well, they got a big lead. And some of that was the offense performing well. And some of that was the defense getting the job done as well. Yeah. So the Broncos weren't, weren't really hitting the ground running yesterday. The Chiefs were. Mitch Holtis had the call of the game. It was live right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 50 seconds to go in the third quarter. Tight triangle for the Chiefs. Wide to the right. Chiefs are four of eight on third down. Kelsey walking in motion right slot. Mahomes turning right. Now left. Spinning trying to keep the play alive. And fires it at the back of the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster. Touchdown. Kansas City. At 38 seconds to go in the third quarter. Mahomes kept the play alive. Spinning. Turning. Looking. All right, well, that was the offense. That was the final touchdown of the day for the Chiefs. They had a big lead. Denver scored a bunch of bunch of uh, points late, but the Chiefs held on and won the game 34-28 was the final score. The Chiefs win their 14th straight game against the Denver Broncos. Pat Mo- Patrick Mahomes, he put 34 points up on the scoreboard. Well, at least the offense did a lot of that, but 
Uh, you know, he had three interceptions. Only the second time yeah. in his entire career he had a three-interception day. He was asked, uh, you know, what happens when you throw an interception, go back to the sideline, what does Coach Reed say to you? Yeah, I mean, he, he tells me to keep keep throwing it, man, keep slinging it. Uh, he don't want me to lose who I am. I mean, I promise you, I know I'm knowing I'm messing up. Uh, like when I go to the sideline, I'm 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 hot. And those coaches come to me and they they say like they they understand I know, but they still let me know like what I can get better at. Um, but uh, I just can't put our team in that that situation. And uh, luckily, we got the win. Um, but you don't win mo- a lot of games when you have three interceptions. No, but they did yesterday. The Chiefs beat the Broncos 34-28. They'll rematch with Denver coming up in just a couple of weeks. Chiefs are 10-3 and now on the season, still comfortably in first place atop the division, still in the number two spot in the conference. Women's basketball action yesterday, Kansas hosting Wichita State up in Allen Fieldhouse. And it was a rough go for the Shocks. They ended up losing by 20, snapping the Shockers' seven-game winning streak. Steve Strain had the call of the game over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. And after the game, Steve spoke with Shocker head coach Keith Adams. You just circled it, 19 turnovers for the team, and also uh, shooting 32% from the field. That's significantly lower than what this team has done this year. Kansas has done that to teams all year long, but just a, a tough offensive day today. They're very talented. I think they'll, uh, they're going to make some noise this year, and I think they'll be an NCAA team, and um, they're very um, seasoned. KU is now 9-0. Shocker's seven-game winning streak is over, but Shocker ladies are still 8-2 on the season. They haven't won a game in Lawrence in 40 years, losing 10 times in a row. 2,500 fans at Allen Fieldhouse for that one yesterday. Men's basketball up in Manhattan yesterday. No struggles at all for Kansas State, beating Incarnate Word 98-50. 7,000 fans on hand in Bramlage for that one. K-State is now 9-1 on the season. Under new head coach Jerome Tang, it's their best start in a decade. K-State is on a three-game winning streak, now 5-0 on home court this season. Haven't lost a game in Manhattan yet. It's Monday night. That means WSU Basketball Coaches Show night. Men's coach Isaac Brown is up first at 6 o'clock, and then women's coach Keita Adams after that at 7 o'clock. Shocker men are coming off a home win on Saturday. You can listen to the Shocker coaches tonight on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. All right, 721 now, Stephen Ted, of course, coming to uh, Wichita's Interest Bank Arena, April 8th, Journey with Freedom Tour 2023, and the opening act is Toto. They're not too bad themselves. That'll be a good concert. <laughs> That'll be a great yeah. concert. Hey, we got one more pair of tickets to give away right now, 869-1330, 869-1330, if you'd like to see Journey and Toto as guests of Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. He took the midnight train going anywhere Just the city boy This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Good morning, Steve. Back in Tosh, Ted Woodward, 7.30 on a Monday morning. Fog, mist, what you're driving out there. 45 degrees. Authorities have arrested a Kansas man in the 1980s shooting death of a 23-year-old neighbor after investigators who re-examined her death turned up new evidence. Lundeer said at a news conference Friday that officers arrested 68-year-old Stephen Hanks of Burden, Kansas on Thursday on a charge of second-degree murder and the death of Mary Robin Walter 
who was a wife, mother, and nursing school student when she was killed. He says Detective Sergeant Adam Hales decided in April to reopen the investigation into the killing, which happened at a trailer park near the airport in Great Bend. He says Hanks was investigated as a suspect immediately after the shooting, but the case went cold. Hanks is jailed on a $500,000 bond and doesn't have an attorney, according to court records. Hanks spent time in prison for another crime. Rodney Price, KNSS News. The House committee looking into the January 6th attack on the Capitol last year expected to issue its final report within the next couple of weeks. But it remains to be seen if the committee will recommend any criminal charges. Committee member Adam Kinzinger, the Republican from Illinois, says that when the final report is issued, it will be more comprehensive than the public hearings the committee held in order to give Americans as much information as possible. It's not about, you know, we're putting anybody in jail. This is all about telling the American people about what happened. Kinziger on ABC's This Week Sunday. Fellow committee member Adam Schiff, the Democrat from California, says the decision on whether or not to recommend criminal charges will follow what he says is an obvious and logical path. I think we're all certainly in agreement that there is evidence of criminality uh, here, uh, and we want to make sure that the Justice Department is aware of that. Schiff speaking Sunday on CBS's Face the Nation. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. 34 years ago, Pan Am Flight 103 was bombed as it flew over Lockerbie, Scotland. The man suspected of making the bomb is now in custody. Fox's David Spent reports at the White House. Muammar Gaddafi accepted responsibility for the bombing in a general sense. Restitution was paid to the victims' families, but Gaddafi always denied he'd ordered the attack. So it took two years of negotiations to get the suspect here. Back in December, December 21st, 2020, the 32nd anniversary, then-Attorney General Bill Barr announced the specific charges against Massoud. Also important to note that it was then-Attorney General Bill Barr, the Attorney General for President George H.W. Bush, back in 1991 that announced those initial charges against the first two men that never actually made it to the United States. The White House has not commented on this case. Another review of police activity during the mass shooting at a Texas elementary school is due today. An independently conducted review of the actions of the Uvalde County, Texas Sheriff's Office the day a gunman killed children and adults at Robb Elementary School in the city of Uvalde is to be made public today. Its contents and scope are unknown, though law enforcement of varying levels have been under heavy criticism for inactions at the school that day. The report comes as the city of Uvalde files suit against the county's district attorney, claiming she is withholding information they need for their own investigations. Eben Brown, Fox News. At least 13 bald eagles were likely poisoned by scavenging the carcasses of euthanized animals that were improperly disposed of at a Minnesota landfill, and three of the majestic birds have died. The Minnesota Star Tribune reports state and federal Wildlife officials are investigating after the eagles were found this month near the Pine Bend landfill in the Minneapolis suburb of Inver Grove Heights. Ten of the birds are now in intensive care at the University of Minnesota Raptor Center. Center's executive director, Victoria Hall, says she's optimistic those eagles will recover. Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A dense fog advisory is officially in effect through mid-morning across Wichita. Clouds and patchy drizzle with temperatures reaching the mid-40s by noontime. 51 and a bit windy here this afternoon. Showers and thunderstorms roll in ahead of a cold front after midnight. Our low 48. 
Then rain early Tuesday, windy and 54. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now fog and mist in a southeast wind at 10 miles per hour, 45 degrees. 734 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It's Monday morning, time for Mondays with the Mayor, which is now Mayor Grant, Brandon Whipple is with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I got a little fish Christmas shopping over the weekend. It gets a little a little crowded and well, no streets around here at Christmas time. <laughs> Have you been out and done any shopping? Uh, you know, most of the shopping uh, is done uh, online for me. My my wife's been out and about doing some shopping, but uh, really, we, we were a little sick this weekend. There was something going around yeah. that... I think is uh, not quite sure what it is, uh, but yeah, we were down for the count for uh, all day Sunday, so didn't get out too much. But Saturday we did uh, welcome Santa Claus uh, and lit the trees, uh, really the entirety of downtown over at Nascar Park. Uh, so that was a fun event. So uh, kids at least got to chat with Santa Claus about what they want, uh, which is which is always a good thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is this was this a, I don't want to be too nosy. Was this an Upper respiratory thing going. Uh, I've we've had it, some of that. People we know. Kind of, yeah. You know, it kind of felt like a stomach bug. A um, stomach not, bug. Okay. You know, and it went through, and it's kind of funny because it, it. I guess it's funny as uh, sickness can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hilarious. It goes through the kids <laughs> first because yeah, you know that you know kids are gross. Yeah. You know that they're out there licking their hands every time they touch a doorknob. Yeah. Uh, so it goes to the kids, and you just kind of know, like, all right, which one of us ne- is next? Yeah. <laughs> and it just you, you, it's slowly coming after you, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, overall, it just seemed the last couple of days. Uh, but you know, from what what I see online and, and chatting with folks, uh, apparently it's just some, some rogue uh, uh, virus or bug going around that's not quite COVID, not quite the flu, just something else. But yeah, I'm getting on the other side of it now, so I'm happy to Very be back good. at work and to be doing stuff that needs to get done. Very good. Now we have a meeting, of course, tomorrow, a city council meeting. I understand the, the uh, wind surge sale is going to be. Looked at, approved. Uh, do you have to approve approve something like that, or is this something you you say okay and go on your way? Well, it's coming up for for uh, uh, some type of vote, <laughs> so it will be uh, either to, to approve the contract or to uh, receive and, and file, uh, w- which is means the contract. Uh, we might not be able to make changes. That's pretty much the two things that happens when something like this comes forward. Uh, but it's it, it's actually a pretty good good deal when it comes to our baseball team with the wind surge uh this group that's coming in they are you know a billion dollar organization uh that has done just some amazing things with different teams throughout the country uh really probably our best chance of of activating that stadium just to the extent that i think people expected when it first was approved uh with more events community centered events that just in addition to baseball so uh we're excited to have those conversations um that's uh and to talk with the new owners about uh you know how we could utilize uh the that whole area for for the good of the entire community i i saw two football games in that stadium and what you're talking about though is this this new group might be you think a little more aggressive in getting different kinds of activities in riverfront yeah definitely so i got to get with the, uh, on a Zoom meeting with uh, one of the folks from this organization and uh, really just chat with them about their vision for uh, the, the stadium. And they do, uh, because they're uh, a larger uh, organization, they have have really more connections, as deeper pockets uh, when it comes to uh, attracting a different type of, of concerts or 
uh, you know, other types of ways to utilize other events uh, to utilize that uh, stadium. So uh, they're looking towards that, and not only have they spoke about interest in that, but uh, again, uh, they have a reputation of taking teams like ours and um, doing more with the stadium than just baseball. Uh, so we're excited. We think this is a, a good step forward, and you know, this is a really top-notch organization. So. Uh, you know, only good things ahead, hopefully. <laughs> well, the uh, I understand you're also, will you be also be looking at a code of ethics policy? Yeah, so uh, as folks remember, my first year, we really did a lot on, on modernizing our ethics code. Uh, and this is more about uh, focusing more about education, where if someone sends out a email using their um, uh, their city account and it technically would, would have phrasing that would be considered uh, campaigning, let's say, uh, then the ethics board would recommend training or, or something along those lines. Uh, so, and then of course you got the bigger stuff that people worry about, uh, where the, our current ethics policy would have uh, possibly even a fine uh, attached to it. Now, one of the issues with our policy is it looked really good on paper, uh, and when we passed it and tried to implement it, there were some technicalities in the wording that made it uh, less usable. Uh, you know, so we want to clean that up a little bit. So we're are, um, working with the Policy Institute over at Wichita State University. Uh, they're kind of our go-to professionals when it comes to just combing through policy to make sure it's more functional. What the vote is going to be uh, on Tuesday, though, uh, will allow us to continue implementing uh, the uh, ethics policy that we have uh, in a different way while they uh, comb through uh, the uh, the language so that it, it can uh, function as intended uh, in the future. So kind of a two-part, we want the ethics policy to stay in place so it can be used, uh, but also we want to tighten up the language so that uh, the intention uh, of the policy is, is better uh, applied in the future. All right. What else is going on Tuesday? Anything exciting? We got some budget that? adjustments. Yeah, we've got some budget adjustments. Oh, budget I adjustments. think this is the... Uh, yeah, it's exciting, right? <laughs> well, the exciting part is uh, not only do we balance the budget every year, but uh, over the last few years, we've had a balance. Uh, so we've done, uh, you know, we take a very fiscally conservative approach to our, our budget. Um, so we have money left over that we can shift into other areas uh, to, you know, make the most out of our taxpayer uh, resources. So we're going to uh, shift some money over to uh, pay for our firefighters, um, some wages uh, from the American Rescue Plan. Also, we signed a firefighter contract. They have the best contract in decades. That happened this weekend. Uh, so that was that was actually pretty great. I know they've been fighting really hard to get the um, money that they deserve uh, as firefighters. And, you know, so our budget adjustments uh, go towards helping them. And we are accepting a donation for uh, Cowtown for uh, a new carriage exhibit. Uh, Cowtown has uh, raised their own money for this uh, new building and how it works is they donate the money to us, which means we get to uh, keep, uh, be responsible for the upkeep of that. Uh, but then they build it, and it's going to have a bunch of buggies or farm equipment or uh, other types of bigger items that they have in their collection that hasn't been on display in the past. Uh, so really cool for fans of, um, of uh, historic Cowtown because, you know, this is going to uh, let, let that museum e even grow more as far as exhibits. Yeah, good. Well, listen, uh, I, I don't know about about Ted, but my recommendation to you, uh, if you've got a, a surplus like that in a budget, is I've got a two-word two encouragement for you. It's called Elf Party. 
You know what party? Elf party. Elf party. Oh, okay. Elf. Yeah. My mind went all over the place. Like, oh man, they want to stimulate the uh, the, the radio industry. <laughs> no, no, um, <laughs> no, no. Elf party, you know, where all the elves get together and and uh, yeah. behind the behind the city manager's back, put on a party down there and spend the money on you know nice do, do hats. Something fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we try to discourage that around here, but I'll uh, I'll, you, I'll talk with Bob. <laughs> you like to discourage fun? Uh, yeah, there you go. Gotcha. That's right. It's all about business. All about work over here. <laughs> all right. But. No, it's really a good situation, to be honest. Uh, when I first got in here, uh, you know, we thought uh, a recession was pending with COVID, and yeah. now we're just in a much better spot. We can actually fill in the gaps yeah. uh, where we're needed. So good it's good. All right, sir. Thank you, and uh, we'll check with, you, check with you again next week. That is, of course, Mondays with the Mayor, Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple this morning. 742, Steve and Ted, keep it, up the, keep it here for the Wichita Business Journal update coming up. Ted, nearly 3,000 businesses have left Wichita since before the pandemic. Oh, my gosh. What? I'll tell you about that coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, Stephen. Ted of the morning here, KNSS 747 on this Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Football, Kansas City Chiefs 34, Denver Broncos 28. Two. Wichita's Wesley Medical Center restricting patient visitation because of a surge in respiratory infections in the community. One. Congress faces another funding deadline. Government shutdown looming by the end of the week. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. Traffic slowing down a bit uh, on Kellogg. It's uh, especially eastbound near the Central Business District. Just got some really heavy traffic volumes there and things moving kind of slowly at this time. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It's brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown at Market and Waterman and online at carlstire.com. Your home for complete car care. 40% 40% chance for drizzle, rain, and fog today with a high of 52 degrees. Cloudy and breezy with rain likely tonight. The overnight low 46. Tuesday, 20% chance for morning rain, then sunny with a high tomorrow of 53 degrees. Now fog, mist, a southeast wind at 10 miles per hour, and 45 degrees. Hatman Jacks has some great gift ideas for Christmas. Have their staff find a hat for yourself and everyone on your list. 
They have the best selection of Western hats, fedoras, caps, and accessories in the Midwest. See why Hatman Jacks was voted the best hat store in the nation. Hatman Jacks at the Clark Tower in Delano. Check the website for special hours at hatmanjacks.com. Jad Chambers, what's up? You got something going on? Uh, something just popped up uh, down in the Derby area, actually, as far as a traffic accident. Uh, Patriot uh, Between Patriot and 55th Street South uh, on uh, K-15, we've got a traffic accident. So traffic accident between Patriot Avenue and 55th South. It's about a mile north of Derby. All right. Well, we had a, a down close for the week Friday on Wall Street. Stocks losing steam in the final hour of trading and ending lower for the day and week. After producer price data came in higher than expected and Lululemon stock suffering its worst day in a couple of years. The athletic wear retailers' earnings were in line with expectations and revenue beat forecasts. But investors were spooked on continued inventory challenges coupled with a softer outlook than anticipated for Lululemon's holiday quarter. The Dow winners, Boeing, Salesforce, and Goldman Sachs, the Dow decliners, Chevron, Amgen, and Walmart. The Dow falling 305 points, the Nasdaq down 77, S&P 500 down 29. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And let's take a look at a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. Nearly 3,000 businesses have moved out of Wichita since before the pandemic, with the largest share, about 18%, leaving downtown. That's according to change of address data from the U.S. Postal Service. The local numbers underscore broader COVID-19 impacts hitting business activity in cities nationwide. Between 2019 and through October of this year, the USPS data shows Wichita saw a net loss of 2,936 businesses. That's calculated by subtracting the number of businesses that filed a change of address out of the area from the number that moved into the area. And uh, the largest of those losses were logged within the last year. Boeing and United Airlines appear to be gearing up for what would be a big year-end gift to Wichita. The manufacturer and the carrier, according to a report from Reuters, plan to announce a potentially triple-digit order next week for Boeing's 787 Dreamliner. That coincides with a media invite cited in the Reuters report and making the rounds on social media for an event featuring United Leadership Tuesday at Boeing's 787 factory in South Carolina that lauds an historic announcement. Previous reports have said United CEO Scott Kirby told the airline's pilots earlier this year that the carrier planned to buy more than 100 Dreamliners as part of a massive aircraft order that could include sales for Airbus aircraft as well. That's business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal with Stephen Ted in the morning. Interesting, Ted. If the first story about losing those businesses that that's that's have left, pretty sobering. It is. I just wonder uh, uh, other com- communities. I'm sure have had similar losses. But this thing uh, on, I guess this week, not next week, but this week, Boeing and United make <laughs> they might make a big announcement that helps our local economy as always. Like that, yeah. All right, seven fifty-two now. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Today is. National Poinsettia Day. Uh, it's spelled, by the way, P-O-I-N. It's spelled Poinsettia. Do you know people who have pronounced it? That I do. Way? I know. I know people that pronounce it both ways. Yeah. In the 16th century Mexico, the connection between the poinsettia plant and the Christmas season begins. According to legend, a girl wanted wanted desperately to celebrate Jesus' birthday. How worried the girl feared she would have no gift to offer because she was so poor. 
An angel tells her to give any gift with love. After gathering weeds from alongside the road, the young girl placed them in the manger. Miraculously, the weeds bloomed into beautiful red stars. And that's the legend of Poinsettia. I often wondered about that. I didn't know that. So I like the point. I've got one already. I mean, we've got one in the house every Christmas season. Shelly, you know, she loves her flowers. And those bright reds. Woo! And I believe it was virtually unknown in the United States that they even existed. Until uh, the U.S. Am- I think the U.S. ambassador to Mexico, he went down there and just saw these beautiful red plants, and he brought them back with him back home to Washington D.C. When he came back from his job, and people were like, "Where'd you get these?" He's like mm. Mexico, and that's how people just started by word of mouth and by seeing them firsthand became acquainted with the poinsettia. I'm going to any store, uh, um, well, I see any grocery store. Dylan's has got a ton of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of the places like, uh, well, do-it-yourself places and things, they got them. They're beautiful. Last year, I was able to find a perfect white poinsettia, which I took home to the wife, and she just loved it. Mm-hmm. Haven't found it this year. Now, you have a, a white poinsettia, but it's more of a, you know, like a vanilla type. It's color. kind of a cream vanilla. But this yeah. one was just, you know, as white as that paper. Really? I don't know and, if I've ever seen one like yeah, that. Yeah, and it, apparently, I don't know whether it's a... They they just freaks or something. We haven't been able to find one anywhere. But uh, yeah, the poinsettia is a big part of Christmas, as you know. All right, it's uh, seven fifty four now. Stephen Ted of the morning, and I uh, just wanted to say thank you to our friends at uh, Taco Bell last Friday. I was at Taco Bell at Twenty First and Ridge Road, and Scott is the manager out there. And says Scott and I and his employees were able to hand through the window to uh, Austin from Georgia. $98 in cash. The Christmas, the Taco Bell Christmas cash giveaway here on KNSS. A guy from Georgia yeah. won. And Austin was really excited about getting $98 in cash. I'll bet he was. To stimulate the Wichita economy. <laughs> but yeah, we, don't spend that in Georgia. Spend it here. Yeah. It's something we're doing here at the Christmas season, as we have for several years, with our good friends at Taco Bell and the Christmas cash giveaway. 755, Stephen's Ed. Stay with us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. We have the latest on a fatal house fire in West Wichita. Ted has sports on the way, right, Ted? Yeah, we'll check in with, uh, see how K-State basketball fared yesterday up in Manhattan. See if the Wildcats can get another win. We'll talk about that in sports. And the Blur Entertainment uses on the way as well. Yeah, we got some good items, interesting names. It'll show up in the Blur today, your entertainment news. It'll be at 835 this morning. And we have traffic and weather in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.